0: Welcome to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. Nutritional balancing is a concept where your mind, body, and spirit are balanced. These can affect your lifestyle, habits, thought patterns, and behaviors. Through hair tissue mineral analysis and the science of nutritional balance, you'll learn about the biochemistry of the body and what it can do for you. Now, here is your host, Daniel Solomon.
1: Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the four corners of the earth. I'm Daniel Solomon, your host, and this is Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. This show is dedicated to the healing and the restoration of mankind, especially for those who are called and chosen to enter into the coming kingdom of peace and and prosperity there will be a specific and dedicated focus on childhood disease prevention and correction along with overall health and wellness of our children's spirit soul and body for it is our children and our lineage who inherit the earth upon our departure therefore it behooves us as adults to invest in healing ourselves and our children they we re- may reap great reward in the coming time so, I'm Daniel Solomon again, and my website is Human Development Today and Beyond. Again, that's humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. I have a book by the same title, Human Development Today and Beyond. Um, you can go there and you can look at a free preview of it. Um, I speak um, a lot about health and nutrition, not only for children, but for adults as well. The key component what I do as a Nutritional Balancing Practitioner is we use the Science of Hair Tissue Mineral Analysis. Science of Hair Tissue Mineral Analysis is very, very informative. It's different from blood tests in that we can tell much more information of what's going on in your body. And with the proper interpretations, we can develop programs that will strengthen your body, strengthen your energy levels, Restore all of your organs and your glands, and also these things will have a positive benefit to your overall aura, to your overall personality, and your overall well being. Um, it's very affordable, and it is growing um, amongst people, are beginning to understand it much more. Now, one of the things there are many. I would say um, negative components in the health and nutrition industry that give a lot of false information and false teachings that are hampering and hurting lots of people today. One of those things is veganism and vegetarianism. And my guest today is Curtis Duncan. He's an expert on holistic health and weight and weight loss. Also, he's a master. EFT practitioner, which is emotional freedom technique. He seeks to empower people to be abundant in health and happiness, and he is also uh, very outspoken in the Atlanta area and across the country against the Center for Disease Control the CDC that's headquartered right there in Atlanta where he is stationed at and he also speaks around the country on different things that are hampering and hurting our health, our biochemistry, and our bodies. And he is one of the main people who are speaking out against vegetarianism and veganism as myself, not because it's our opinion, but because we see and we understand how detrimental it is and how much harm it is causing people, okay? So without further ado, um, Curtis, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, uh, Mr. Solomon. Thank you so much uh, for having me on, on your show tonight. Uh, it's definitely an honor and a pleasure, and I appreciate um, you know the opportunity to be on your show tonight. But I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, though?
1: Doing good, doing good. Thank you. So tell us um, a little bit more. I see your 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 website is drcurtisduncan.com. Um, it's a blog site. It's very very good. I suggest everybody goes there and looks at a lot of the articles. Very very great information. Well, so what got you into the health arena to begin with?
2: So uh, I would say I got interested in the health arena at a very early age. It was something I've always been a, uh, a curious person. You know, I wanted to learn more about different things. So um, starting around the age 18, just started reading different newspaper articles because I used to always read newspapers And Uh I became intrigued by some of the information about health and uh, the concept of what's known as empty calories uh, and did some more research. And just just general health and nutrition, mostly diet related at the time. Uh, And I, you know, started really, you know, just kind of delving into it and learning more about sugar and uh, fast foods and whatnot. And just from there, I mean, you know, once you learn about one thing, you become curious about, you know, something else. So And there was also a belief that it wasn't natural for people to be sick. I just didn't believe that, oh, you you know, you, you get older and you get cancer and you get diabetes, you get heart disease, and then you die. I just didn't believe that. I also didn't believe that um, saying prayers over over garbage food was going to do anything. Um, I believe that people, you know, had a, a certain degree of control over their health and well-being. So it was something that I just started researching, and I remember At the age of 20, I was attending Hampton University, uh, which is a historically black school in Hampton, Virginia, and uh, I came across a PETA website. (laughs) And one thing about a PETA website, you know, once you once you cross, once you go, once you go into that deep end, you know, make you just feel like, oh my God, I'll never touch a chicken McNugget or any type of animal product ever again. Uh, And I remember just kind of, you know, I mean, but information was still, I felt like good. I mean, I didn't know about what was going on with these factory farm animals and how animals are being treated. And, um, and of course, you know, how milk really does not do your body good um, and learning about, you know, organics. And also at the time I was learning more about trans fats, um, you know, which are, you know, partially hydrogenated oils. So I was being exposed to a lot of information and I remember um, actually becoming a vegetarian when I was twenty years old. And I mean of course I was very I was really a carbotarian. And truth be told, most vegetarians are carbolarians. It doesn't matter if they're eating quinoa or they're eating um, beans or they're eating eating lentils or any other type of non-grain carbohydrate. They're still eating a whole lot of carbs, and that's one of the the main reasons why vegetarianism is so bad. But not to you know not to digress too much. Uh, But essentially, I was a carbolarian. I was eating peanut butter and raisin sandwiches on whole wheat bread. So my diet was just horrendous. Um, but I, I remember losing a lot of weight. I was like, you know, I used to weigh about 165. I, I got down to 145 because I was malnourished. Uh, and, um, you know, which, again, is another hallmark of a vegan diet. This malnourishment, it's, it's a starvation diet. So, right. and then I just kind of gave it up because, you know, I, I couldn't handle the peer pressure. And, uh, you know, again, I, I wanted to eat some meat. So, so, um, you know, and like I said, you know, so about the age of 20 and from all the way up until then, really the age 18, all the way up until then, I've just had a natural curiosity and wanted to learn more about health. And you could maybe say that when I was younger, I was actually interested in becoming a doctor. Um, but I remember being discouraged from being one when I was young because I was like, oh, man, I don't want to get into all that type of debt, which you know most doctors these days have close to about, you know, half a million dollars worth of medical debt that they're trying to pay back. Right. Um, so that's how, you know, it first started for me. And then, you know, I just, it's just, it's become a gradual uh, learning, learning curve where I was just accumulating more and more information. And then I started teaching it because I realized other people could benefit from some of the information that I had as well, too. So.
1: Absolutely. So you have actual firsthand experience from being a vegetarian. That's where you're a vegan. Well, you call it a carbitarian because that is true. From what I've studied, most vegetarians eat way too many carbs, and they try to uh-huh. utilize that as as energy. So, with all this information that's come out, because I've read a lot against uh, veganism and vegetarianism, why do you think it is still pushed so much? I I'll give you a quick story. Um, a Dr. Larry Wilson. Um, He was a guest on my show before. He was also a former vegetarian, and he stated that one of his uh, teachers was a vegetarian, and it came to the point where he passed out. He passed out playing tennis, just a light day of tennis, um, and he ended up having to get a blood transfusion because of he was not eating meat. But then uh-huh. he came back to his practitioners, and he told them to tell all of the clients, don't tell them that I had to have a blood transfusion because I wasn't eating meat. Tell them that I did something else. Tell them that I went on a fast and I got mm-hmm. better. Why do, you, do you think this is, is uh, purposeful misinformation or do you think it's by mistake? Or why do you think there's such a push for veganism and vegetarianism today?
2: So I, I do. I'll say amongst many people, um, you know, there is a health epidemic in this country of obesity, type two diabetes, heart disease, et cetera. So there, there are some people, you know, of course, you know, some people on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter who, you know, they saw the recent vegan propaganda film, What the Health, and they're like, oh man, meat is bad and dairy is killing us and this and the, the animals are toxic and they have drugs. And and and, and again, all these relevant points about about some of the problems with dairy. Which I, you know, dairy is definitely bad, uh, and and with some of the factory farm raised uh, animal products, meat, uh, etc. Um, you know, there are those are very very valid points, but you know, uh, you know, but of course, for people who are at the very very top, um, you know, I'll say for people, you know, some of the corporations who manufacture all of these different faux meats and faux milks and faux cheeses and all these other types of highly processed. Vegan garbage foods, because that, that's exactly what they are. They're vegan junk foods. Then, I mean, for them, it's a business. It's, it's, you know, if I can convince more people to not eat a grass-fed beef burger and instead eating my, my, uh, my fermented, um, mitotoxin, you know, or fermented mushroom burger, you know, the, the little corn burgers, which are extremely toxic and actually cause disease according to the FDA then wow. you know the the more money i make uh, and of course you know if if i'm if i'm in the soy industry uh you know because one you know one thing about the vegetarian diet people sometimes they adopt replacements so there's, again there's very few vegans who are actually just eating all vegetables you know they they either they're, either they're either they are either eating a whole bunch of grains they're either eating a whole bunch of soy or a whole bunch of these faux uh meat products So very few are like hardcore, you know, and even then, I mean, even if you're eating quinoa and lentils and beans, again, you're still eating a lot of carbohydrates. Um, But, I mean, particularly for the soy industry and for the grain industry, those are the two largest industries, you know, the two biggest agricultural industries in this country. I mean, the soy lobby, I mean, they're actually the reason why McDonald's, because McDonald's a long time ago, they used to actually make their fries in tallow. And tallow is actually a healthy fat. It's a, it's mostly saturated. Um, it's, a, it's a traditional fat that people have been used for uh, for hundreds of years. And it's actually you know adds a really you know really unique uh, flavor profile to French fries. Not that you not that you should be eating French fries, but if you are going to eat them, it's a lot better to eat them in tallow than to use uh, genetically modified soybean oil or trans fats. But the soy industry put out a propaganda campaign saying, oh, all this saturated fat is killing people and it's causing heart disease and all this other stuff. And this was back in 1980s. And then uh, they were able to, through all, the, through all the negative PR, they were able to actually get McDonald's and some of these other major fast food restaurants to switch their oils and start using trans fats. And, you know, of course, you know, even though they switched to oils, heart disease rates and diabetes rates continue to climb because trans fats are artificial fat, which actually causes heart disease, unlike heart healthy saturated fats. So for the people who are, you know, who are in the grain industry, who are in the soy industry, yeah, I mean, the more people who are eating their grains and soy and soy dogs and soy milk and soy patties and soy this and soy that. Um, Again, I mean, that's that that all feeds their bottom line. So it's not about, you know, health for them. It's about, hey, you know, can we create a grass? Can we create a uh, so-called phony uh, grassroots movement that's seemingly healthy, but is really designed to increase consumption of more of our of more more of our products? Uh, And, you know, and again, I mean. Monsanto, um, being heavily uh, heavily involved with the whole agricultural industry, Monsanto is a pharmaceutical company. Uh, so, you know, of course, their business, Big Pharma, their business is in producing more customers. And what okay, better way... Hey, the standard American diet is bad, and, which it is. standard American uh-huh. diet is bad, and here's a phony solution known as veganism. Uh, because they don't push low carb diets. They don't push high saturated fat diets. They don't Push the ketogenic diet. They don't push diets which actually encourage health. They don't push those type of diets. They push these little phony solutions, these little low-fat diets, vegetarian diets, um, you know, smoothies, fruit juices, all these little different little um, trendy uh, disease-causing health fads to make people feel like they're doing something healthy when in reality they're not. Um, and you know, as I, as I said, proof of that is the fact that you know Monsanto is heavily involved with soy. Um, and they're a pharmaceutical, co- and they are a pharmaceutical company. They were actually recently bought out by Bayer. And also the people who sit on the board of the wheat manufacturers are all actual major diabetes drug, um, you know, all the major diabetes drug manufacturers. So Big Pharma sits on the board of the wheat, uh, of, of the wheat board. And this is well documented by Dr. William Davis, who wrote the book Wheat Belly. So, you know, in my mind, uh, the vegetarian diet is another way to increase disease. That I mean mean, and it's a it's a perfect way because you know, it's packaged under something that's environmental, sustainable, uh, more spiritual and all these other different lies. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they get confused because like, oh, well, you know, I was always taught meat is so bad, so why does, you know, so that, you know, they don't, they always, they're, they're so focused on meat being bad, they don't see that, you know, that the whole grains they're eating are even worse than that, uh-huh. than that big old slap of steak that they were taught is just going to kill them and, you know, cause them to have yeah. diabetes and cancer. So, exactly. that's, you know, that's okay, the reason Curtis, why. Okay, Curtis, hold
1: on for a second because uh, you said a lot and diet. I want to highlight a couple of the things that you said that was groundbreaking even to me. But let's, we're going to go to a break right quick and we're going to come right back, okay?
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click sickle cell foundation that's human development today and beyond.com and click sickle cell foundation Visit Human Development beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at Lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family, including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, Human Development Today and Beyond.com. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Real life solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now, back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom.
1: All right, welcome back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I'm your host, Daniel Solomon. And today we have our guest, Curtis Duncan, uh, health expert, and we're speaking about the evils of vegetarianism and veganism. You know, a lot of people who have been um, indoctrinated into believing that it is a good thing uh, for them to be vegetarian or to be vegan or to cut out the meats or cut out all animal pro- products, um, but we're giving information today for you to think about. Okay, so you can rethink some of those indoctrinations that you've been given that have been Given to you by those companies who are making millions and billions of dollars off of you. I'm going to highlight a couple things that Curtis Duncan just spoke about before we went to the break. Number one, Monsanto has extremely heavy connections. You can even say they are a pharmaceutical company as well as producing genetically modified foods. Also, soy. And we have seen the rise of soy here in our grocery stores. I can remember maybe back 10 years ago, I started to see, we started to see it everywhere. And it's everywhere here. And that's one of the, one of the two largest agricultural, um, commodities in America, along with wheat. Two things that we really don't need it, that are very unhealthy for us. So let's jump right back into it. Now, Curtis, is it, why can't I just, Take some supplements. Why can't I take some protein shakes instead of uh, eating animal protein? Why can't I just take some zinc pills? What what what's the need for me to actually eat meat?
2: So, um, you know, first of you all, know, number a couple things. Number one, in regards to supplements, it's it's actually detrimental to your health to take is, isolated nutrients nothing in nature is ever isolated so for example when you're taking a protein powder which i mean i don't i don't take protein powders i don't recommend them at all when you're taking a protein powder you're only getting you know you're only getting the protein and, and that's it and for example, if you're consuming something like whey protein, that could actually dramatically raise your insulin levels, which can cause uh, obesity. And also, if you have, you know, if you have uh, issues with blood sugar control, that can also increase your risk of diabetes. So it's actually better, in other, in, 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 instead of taking whey protein, an isolated protein substance, it's actually better to just consume regular grass-fed beef. Or, or bison or lamb or some type of, you know, some type of meat, which again, I mean, the meat is not just the meat. Meat actually contains, it contains fat, it contains cholesterol, it contains iron, it contains zinc, and all these different, it contains, you know, if, it, if it's a grass-fed animal product, it contains something known as conjugated linoic acid or CLA, which is an anti-cancer food. So, have all these different things which work in harmony together. And essentially, you know, it allows your body to absorb most of the nutrients, whereas when you're taking an isolated substance like vitamin C or taking zinc by itself, then you're actually not really absorbing as much of it as you would when you're getting it from a whole food. So it's always better to nourish yourself. Through Whole Foods, and this is again proof that the, veg- the vegetarian diet is not natural, uh, because I mean a lot of vegetarians have to take a whole lot of supplements. Well, wait, okay. If the vegan diet is so great, then why are you taking all? Why are you taking DHA? Why are you taking vitamin B twelve? Why are you taking vitamin B seven? Vitamin B six? Why are you taking all these different supplements, which again is not natural? I mean, if we're, if me and you, Daniel, were living in the forest somewhere and we had no access to the grocery store no access to all these different little 7-Elevens and Costco and Walmart, then we're going to eat what's natural to our environment. And, you know, and in the rainforest, you don't see any, uh, any vitamin B6 supplements. You don't see any vitamin B12 supplements, What you will see. Maybe is just some wild game. You'll see some wild berries. You know, you might catch some wild fish. And that will be your diet. That will be a very natural and actually very healthy diet. But, again, if you're relying on the vegetarian diet, then, yeah, I mean, oftentimes you do have to supplement. So it's actually a lot better to get it directly from the plant or from the meat because human beings are – we're not carnivores and we're not herbivores. We are omnivores, and that's, uh, that's been biologically proven, the fact that we have canine teeth and we have molar teeth. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, we have our, our two closest animal ancestors, bonobos and chimpanzees, also omnivores, you know, because a lot of vegans like to put out propaganda about, oh, how, oh, the gorillas don't need to eat how much of meat and they're they're really big and, well, we're not gorillas. We are, you know, we are in a family of apes, but we're not, we're not a gorilla type ape. We are actually in the family of chimpanzees and bonobos and those to primates do eat meat. Um, So, you know, I mean, it's important for us to get those animal fats and animal protein because plant-based protein does not provide the type of high-quality protein that is found in meat, plus it is not a complete protein. But again, I mean, when you're talking about meat, it's not just, you know, just protein, Um, you know, and and oftentimes, you know, it's also, you know, if we're talking about animal products, some of the best type of animal foods that were traditionally consumed actually are not even flesh, you know, because most most of Americans eat are like kind of like, you know, muscle meats. Um, What a lot of indigenous people used to consume was organ meats. They used to consume the kidney. They used to consume... The liver, and those are the things which contain vitamin A, vitamin D, um, and really, really dramatically increase increase our health and boost our immunity. So those organ meats are really, really important. I know, you know. I know. I grew up on liver, and I used to hate the taste of it. But you know, liver is extremely good for you. And if you're having liver problems, you should consume some liver. Um, you know, if you're having a vitamin a vitamin C deficiency, you should actually consume some kidney. So those organ meats are going to be really, really important. So it's not just about consuming just meat and and flesh and you know like the, the actual muscle meats. You want to consume other types of healthy animal products like the animal fats, which are found in wild caught. Uh, fish like salmon and uh, sardines, etc. So, you know, a lot of people, they just, they get so caught up in all these consuming isolated items and supplements and proteins. It's always best to consume whole foods. That them I mean, you can never go wrong with consuming that. If you're like, consuming whole foods, then you're going to be a lot, more, much more healthier, you know, than consuming all these different supplements and, and isolated foods.
1: Absolutely, and you mentioned sardines. Uh, That is an excellent food. It's very high in vitamin D and omega-3 fatty acids, which most vegans and vegetarians do not get enough of, especially if they have children. Because pregnant women and, and parents, they pass on their malnutrition and their nutrient deficiencies to their children, especially if they're vegan and vegetarian. And that's why many of them come out and they're malnourished, they're underweight, and they have a lot of issues. But you mentioned yep. also about the liver. And uh, that made me think about something you mentioned before, which is cholesterol. Many people uh-huh. say that the cholesterol in the meat is bad and you, you have high cholesterol, you need to cut down the meat. But high cholesterol or the negative type of cholesterol that these people are speaking about has to do a lot more with you having a liver deficiency or a sluggish liver, and your organs are not functioning properly. It's not that yes. the cholesterol in the meat is actually bad. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's totally true. I mean, if you have a, a so if you have a so-called uh, cholesterol problem, then um, you know that's usually caused by grains. That's not caused by uh, consuming. You know, it's caused by fructose. So it's it's caused by eating eating out of fruit, which again, most vegetarians are actually, or vegans or vegetarians are addicted to fruit sugar. And I can speak on that because I used to be addicted to fruit sugar. I used to consume about almost 10 dates a day. Um, you know, and I used to consume a lot of agave nectar. All these different things are extremely high in fructose. Um, you know, I see a lot of, a lot of health conscious vegans, oh, I'm drinking a smoothie, I'm, I'm drinking fruit juice. I'm like, you know, you're, it's no than, there's no difference there's no difference in drinking sugar water or drinking a soda. If you're consuming a whole bunch of fruit, then you are going to have high cholesterol, high triglycerides, uh, and high blood sugar. You're going to have insulin resistance, um, which means you're also going to have fatty liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So as you mentioned, you're going to have a sluggish liver as a result of consuming a whole bunch of fructose and consuming a whole bunch of grains, um, you know, which also causes uh, liver problems as well, too, by, by, raising, by causing insulin resistance. So yeah, I mean, you know, if you're consuming eggs, then that's actually going to decrease your risk of developing heart disease, particularly if you're consuming pastured eggs. Because I, you know, I always can tell people, you know, hey, yes, a lot of the meat out here is toxic. It's bad. I mean, it has, you know, it's cloned. It's, it's, you know, it's raised with GMOs and grains and et cetera. But the same thing is going on with plant foods. They spray plant foods with pesticides. They spray, they spray uh, plant foods with uh, toxic sewage sludge, which contains all types of um, endocrine-disrupting chemicals and lead and mercury and cadmium. So, I mean, really, I mean, plant foods are toxic, and so are animal foods. Uh, but you are still a lot better off you know, sustaining kind of, you know, you are still a lot better off incorporating animal foods into your diet than just avoiding them altogether. That's when Absolutely. you're going to actually go into malnourishment and that's when you're going to go into, go into starvation. And that's when a whole, a whole, bunch, of, a whole bunch of health problems starts occurring because you're not feeding your brain in particular. And that's why veganism, you know, it shrinks your brain. It actually causes depression. And I, I've experienced this because when I was vegan, I actually used to have suicidal thoughts. I used, I used to be extremely depressed and extremely delusional. Um, and my behavior became very, very awkward, you know, and I seen this in a lot of vegetarians. That's why a lot of them are so like, you know, very um uh, what's the word? Uh you know, it's it's, it's very yeah, it's cultish spacey, behavior a, a lot of vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very cultish and very dogmatic and just mental and just you know, just no empathy whatsoever. Um, you know, they think that you know making people eating meat makes them more violent. But you know, I, I, I see the exact opposite. Most vegans, you know, they just become you know a little bit crazy, a little bit off because again, they're not feeding their brain. They're not feeding the brain animal fats, which is what your brain needs. So, wow. they become very, uh, very just kind of off balance. So, yeah, the vegetarian diet is, um, you know, extremely bad, particularly uh, for the brain, because the brain needs animal fats and needs cholesterol in order for it to properly function.
1: Absolutely. You hit on a lot of things there that I could 100% agree with. Even in the nutritional balancing program, with our hair mineral analysis, what we see is that people that eat a lot of fruit, as you said, they have issues their blood sugar is all thrown off and that addiction comes a lot of times from candida and from yeast which when you're not eating meat and you're eating a bunch of carbohydrates all you're doing is feeding it so yep. that's a bit that's a big thing and then when you talked about I want to hit on this for a second you talked about the awkward behavior what we have seen through our analysis our hair analysis is that toxic levels of copper build up in the brain when you're not eating meat and then also toxic levels or toxic forms of potassium build up in the system which uh, hurts the heart and it affects the entire body because of these super phosphate fertilizers that they spray on these fruits that have a toxic form of potassium not the good absorbable form of potassium that we need but it's a toxic form and it hurts the person And you mentioned cultish behavior. It's amazing because when you go and you look at documentaries on cults and the way that they operate, nine times out of ten, the leader forces the participants to be vegan or vegetarian and not to eat meat. That's amazing. Have you ever Mm -hmm. heard of those cults and the way that they form their diets?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, one mm-hmm. thing about, because one thing about cults, it's all about control. It's all about mind control. And it's all about controlling the person. So, you know, a vegetarian diet is essentially a starvation diet at, at its core. I don't care what anyone says. A vegetarian diet at its core is a starvation diet. And that's one thing that cults, even if they, they're not telling to be telling you to be vegan, they are restricted. They're like, you're only getting like one meal a day. You know, you're only eating, you know, you know, when the leader says so, you know, and usually that, you know, your calories are going to be very, very restricted, you know, and, and, and the reason why they're doing that is to control you, you know, to, to just basically because, I mean, you know, essentially all oppressive groups and organizations, they all want to control the way uh, the people that they oppress the way they eat. So, you know, and if they can starve them, then even better because when you, when you starve somebody, you know, they're a lot more easier to control than a person who is, you know, is well-fed and well-nourished. And along with that, you know, cults are also about brainwashing people. So, again, I, you know, if you want to dumb people down, then get them to become vegan because it's going to shrink their brain, particularly if you're incorporating a lot of soy, which is going to shrink their brain even more. So, yeah, I mean, the vegetarian diet, um, you know, and, and you know, it's definitely used uh, to, you know, to uh, for brainwashing, brainwashing purposes. You know, I do know certain cults, I'm not going to name their names, uh, who, yeah, get all their members to be ve- become vegetarians. Uh, and, you know, and, and they do this to control them, to brainwash them, um, you know, so they can, you know, incorporate their little mind control program and to control them. You know, to starve them. You know, I mean, that's one thing that used to happen during slavery. I mean, you know, slaves would, slave masters would frequently and deliberately starve their slaves to control them. Because then it's like, okay, if you starve a person, you can get them to do whatever you want, essentially. So uh, the vegetarian diet is definitely um, used for mind-control purposes and used, um, you know, in, in a lot of those different cult organizations, you know, for brainwashing purposes because, you know, you essentially, you, you dump, you're you dumbing them down. These are, their brains are being shrunk, so they can't think anymore. They can't think about how they're being brainwashed and mind-controlled and, you know, they're worshiping this, this you know, this seemingly all-powerful cult leader. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, the vegetarian diet, just the, the whole movement is very cultish. It's very, right. you know, just very cultish, very judgmental. It's very exclusionary. Oh, I'm a, you know, the, those meat eaters, you know, it's, just, it's, very, it's yeah. very us versus them, which is another frequent component that you find amongst many cult groups. You know, it's exactly. just always this dogmatic us versus them, and you have to eat this way. You can't deviate. Mm-hmm. You can't question um, you Curtis, know, let like me said, I mean, Curtis, let me cut you. Let me cut you, you off. Me go, Curtis, let me go. Curtis, argument, let me cut you off real quick. You know, We're go know, to Curtis, let me cut you off real quick. We're go to a break. And I'll we'll come made. right back. They can never, you know, essentially, they they they'll, they'll always, you know, either they'll just uh, <clears throat> attack me personally rather than attack the information. You know, so instead of saying, oh, well, this is not true, or, you know, here's some information hey. that disproves this, this what you're saying, they always say, oh, you know, you're stupid or you're an idiot. I mean, I get tons of insults on some of the videos that I've made where I, where I really go after the whole vegetarian diet. So, okay. really, you know, hey, Curtis, Curtis, it, you know, let me, let me, jump, in Curtis, let me jump in real quick. I've experienced this because once I left vegetarian Curtis, cult. Curtis. You know, in my own experience, I mean, I used to literally be scared, like, to see some of my vegan friends in the grocery store. And, like, I used to, like, hide. That I used to have, like, grass-fed meat in my, gro- in my grocery cart. Like, I used to hide it. So I know that, like, you know, that, that feeling of of leaving the group or the herd, if you will, you know, is very, very intense. It's very real. And I've experienced it. You know, I, like I said, I used to hide. I mean, I used to hide the fact that I oh, that was a meat eater, you know, because you know, I was scared of being judged. Um, Because, yeah, you you will get judged. You will get looked down upon and this, that, and the third. Um, And, you know, that's why I do say, I mean, it it is a cult, and um, veganism is an eating disorder.
1: All right. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click sickle cell foundation that's human development today and beyond.com and click sickle cell foundation Visit humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program, and Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family, including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, Human Development Today and Beyond. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom.
1: All right, and we're back. I'm your host Daniel Solomon. Healing Treasures of Wisdom. And we have our guest, Curtis Duncan. Uh, We're speaking today about the negative, the evils of vegetarian and veganism. And Curtis Duncan has been breaking it down tremendously to a science about the reasons why we need meat and the reasons why we are being told that we don't. And the financial gains that many of the pharmaceutical industries and the agricultural industry is, is gaining at this point in time. So I want to get back to um, something that I was thinking about earlier when we talk about vegetarianism, veganism, we look back in history, we look at all of the thriving societies and they all ate meat. Now, some of the proponents of veganism, vegetarianism, they will bring up certain Asian and uh, cultures who survived off of little food, just, you know, maybe a little bit of rice and maybe some fish, and they use that as an example for all people, not knowing that all tribes of individuals when they were vegan or vegetarianism it was not by choice it was because of their environment they were not able to eat meat they were not able to get it so whenever they were able to get the meat they actually always ate it and their children were much better in their countenance and they're much stronger so what is your knowledge about the history of veganism going back generations, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So, <clears throat> veganism, um, in you know, veganism just you know in 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 throughout the world, you know, it's been practiced vegetarianism, which is a little different than veganism. Vegetarianism has been around in certain parts of India, um, you know, w- w- with religious groups um, where you know they they don't they don't believe in harming harming animals and they don't believe in consuming animal products or meat. Uh, So it's existed, you know, there to a certain degree in India in particular. And then, you know, um, it became more popular in Britain because it developed a vegetarian society um, in Britain that was, you know, thought that eating meat was sinful and this and the third. Um, So, you know, it gained some, you know, some more popularity around uh, around the 19th century and early uh, early 1900s um, sorry, 1800s. But it really took off here in America, thanks to two different individuals. The person, uh, the person, uh, Graham, who, you know, was responsible behind the graham cracker and also okay. for J. Harvey Kellogg. Now, these two individuals, they weren't really concerned about, you know, people's health because this is back in the early 1900s where people were most Americans were pretty healthy. So they weren't really concerned about people's health. So J. Harvey Kellogg actually advocated the vegetarian diet because he thought that meat and eggs were actually making people too horny. You know, made them just, you know, have a lot of sex. So, you know, he he wanted people to eat more more cornflakes and all these other grain-based breakfast cereals versus eggs in order to reduce their sex drive. He was also the one advocated circumcision. Circumcision for that exact same reason as well, too. So it kind of shows you the circumcision has really nothing to do with to do with health and STDs. It really has to do with you know, um, you know, um, you know, male sexual male sexual suppression. Uh, so, and also the, the Graham, the person who and the Graham crackers, uh, you know, they were uh, you know he was also concerned about you know meat being sinful and causing people to you know act more, uh, you know, be more sexual and you know, he, he considered meat to be a sin. So it really started with some of these, you know, really kind of extreme, uh, you know, these extreme individuals with their extreme ideologies who had kind of this religious underpinning behind it. But, of course, they're also businessmen. So, you know, again, I mean, if I can, if I'm selling graham crackers, which are wheat-based crackers, uh, you know, I mean, if I can tell people to avoid avoid eating, avoid eating meat and eat more of my wheat crackers, then that, that, that helps my bottom line. Same thing with Kellogg's. If I could tell people that eating, uh, eggs and bacon are bad for you and, you know, are just bad for your health and whatnot and get them off that and get them to consume more cornflakes and foster flakes and, you know, and, uh, Fruit Loops, then that helps my bottom line. So, you know, that's when vegetarian really took off. Uh, in the early 1900s, and then expanded more with the whole hippie with the hippie movement in the in 1960s, um, you know, and and then it just took off from there. Um, you know, from the 1960s on, it just has dramatically increased and increased, and then you start having more so-called health experts who are advocating vegetarianism as a way to cure heart disease, and and again, that, that fit right in line with the, with the government's propaganda about how saturated fat and cholesterol were bad for your health, which again. And that whole campaign was a lie, and it was really pushed by Big Pharma. So, you know, so again, I mean, they really they took advantage of a lot of different trends, uh, national trends, particularly this whole low-fat craze, because there's still vegetarian doctors to this day that are telling people that it's really fat that is causing all these different health problems, even though they fail to realize that a lot of plants have a lot of fat within them, too, like olives and nuts and avocados, and yeah, they think that stuff is bad as well, too. So it's like they just you know, they're, they're all twisted up with a whole bunch of B, BS and bias health information.
1: Okay, so I'm going to hit on something that you spoke about. You spoke about Graham and Kellogg having um, I guess a religious ideology you can call it, of uh, wanting to suppress the sexual drive of the people, which is very mm-hmm. interesting because we see that vegans and vegetarians, when we look at their hair analysis, we see lots of toxic heavy metals. See, the mm-hmm. meat itself the components of the nutrients in there help to remove heavy metals and help to remove toxins. We know that a lot of these toxins, they get lodged in the brain. And what we see is a lot of vegetarians and especially a lot of vegans do actually have sexual confusion behavior. We see more sexual confusion from our vegans than we do our regular people who eat meat. We see more of a... Uh, more risky behavior and experimentation and and sexual arena from them. So this proves in and of itself, especially if you've actually been in that uh, world as you have, you've had that experience, Mm -hmm. have you seen uh, more risky sexual behavior from vegans as opposed to meat eaters? I I,
2: I wouldn't say, um, what I've seen is more um, low sex drive Um, and, you know, and also issues with infertility. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, maybe risky in a sense, you know, like I I said, when you, when you become a vegetarian, you know, your brain shrinks. So you're not really thinking clearly. So, um, you know, you will engage in more, uh, you know, riskier, uh, you know, sexual activity um, because, again, you know, you're not really... You know, again, I mean, you're you're just you're a little bit off. But what I do see is that you know, particularly amongst men, the vegetarian diet, I mean, it just totally suppresses it. Totally suppresses their testosterone, so they actually have a low sex drive. Uh, and for women, it actually causes infertility. Uh, because when you become vegan, then you're not getting you're not getting enough protein, you're not getting enough healthy fats, so you become infertile because. You know, the ovaries and the whole female reproductive system needs adequate amounts of healthy fats in order for, you know, it it to produce healthy eggs. So if you're not getting those things, then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have issues with infertility. Just like if you're not getting enough zinc, you're not getting enough cholesterol, saturated fat. If you're a male, then you're not going to produce healthy sperm. So, yeah, you're going to have issues, you know, with infertility. Along with that, um, you know, if you're exposed to soy infant formula at a very early age, you know, when you're, when you're developing, when, you, when you just come out the womb, then yes, I mean, that can cause homosexuality. And that's been uh, documented in, in the book, The Whole Soy Story by Dr. Daniels. The book is called The Whole Soy, Sto- the Whole soy Story. And even furthermore, all of, if you're developing a fetus within the womb, and you're exposed to all these different uh, estrogens from soy, then, you know, that can cause, uh, you know, homosexuality. You know, essentially it feminizes, uh, you know, it feminizes men and masculinizes women uh, because estrogen, um, you know, it it blocks testosterone, which prevents uh, male babies from undergoing a full masculinization. And estrogen when you know when it 's an artificial estrogen when they 're exposed to it within the womb, then it actually masculinizes their brain um, you know that 's what the scientific research shows, so yeah, I mean it definitely is going you know that, i mean that 's one of the reasons why um, you know the vegetarian diet is also about eugenics, and that 's why certain groups like the u n actually push you know to get people to become more vegans because you know, the U.N., some of these other different, uh, you know, globalist, if you will, organizations are interested in population control, particularly population control amongst black, black and brown people. And, you know, and because black people and brown people are primarily lactose intolerant, we're the ones that get most of the soy infant formula. So we're being directly targeted with this whole, you know, with this whole soy formula. And, you know, of course, it's making our young girls go into puberty at the age of seven and eight. And it's also feminizing, you know, feminizing the boys and making them permanently infertile and also shrinking their penis size. Because, again, all the estrogen, it actually blocks the testosterone, which has lifelong um, effects as far as penis size and as far as infertility. And, again, the smaller your penis size, the more likely you are to become infertile as well, too. So um, yeah that that you know this this vegetarian thing is not just about oh, health and it's never been about health because it's not healthy it's not good for the environment and it's not more spiritual so you know the only reason why it's being pushed is because you know it's because of eugenics and you know in order to increase the rates of disease
1: Absolutely wow okay so let me ask what, do you, um, what is the frequency that you recommend that, um, that a regular person should eat meat? And what, what types of meats should they eat and what types should they stay away from? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so uh, in terms of meat, um, you know, personally, I try to consume a high fat diet. Um, and I usually eat, you know, I, I usually skip breakfast. I don't, I do what's known as intermittent fasting. So, um, you know, but I usually like do like if my first meal, I'll eat like some eggs, um, like uh, pastured eggs. So if you are going to eat eggs, which are great, I highly recommend them. You should always eat, you know, pastured organic eggs um, and pastured because eggs are going to be a really, a really great source of vitamin K2. Which is one of the, one of the, one of the things that, you know, a lot of vegans are deficient in. Um, but it's only found in animal foods. Um, this actually has been shown to, you know, increase bone density. Uh, it also helped to increase the absorption of vitamin D, which you obtain naturally through the sun. And also uh, prevents heart disease. So vitamin K2 is extremely important. You know, most most plant foods have uh, vitamin K1, but um, your animal foods are going to contain vitamin K2. So pastured eggs are great. I definitely recommend those. Organ meats, uh, as long as they're pastured, uh, organic, and or free range, organ meats like i.e. beef liver, chicken liver, et cetera, Organ meats are going to be great. Uh, to consume, um, particularly liver, which is going to have high amounts of vitamin A and vitamin D, which again most vegans are deficient in. Most Americans overall are deficient in because we don't get, you know, we get our vitamin A from carrots and from we get beta carotene, which is not the same thing as vitamin A. It's it's two separate things. Beta carotene is great, but it's actually even better to consume, uh, you know, things that which have actual, uh, you know, retinol, which is actual, which is actual real scientific name of vitamin A, and you know, retinol is. is High and very is high in great amounts in liver. So organ meats are great. Uh, if you're going to consume uh, any type of um, you know meats, you want to consume uh, grass fed beef. So grass fed bison, grass fed beef. Uh, you know even wild meats. you know some of you out there who like who like to hunt. Hey, you know you can you can go for some uh, venison, some elk, some wild boar. You know if you live in the country and you know you're not you know uh, grocery store is not very accessible to you, you can always hunt. You know, venison is great, and elk is great, and boar is great. Uh, grass-fed bison, uh, grass-fed beef, grass-fed lamb are, are ideal animal foods. You know, you can consume those twice. You know, once or twice a day. Um, you know, like I said, depends on some people. You know, they they just don't want to eat a whole bunch of. They want to you know incorporate more plants into their diet, more healthy fats into their diet, and that's fine. You don't have to eat meat all the time. Uh, me personally, just for my diet, and just for my lifestyle, and me being active i like to consume meat at least twice a day personally and usually it's not even like i'm actually consuming meat i might consume some eggs and i'll have like some chicken or uh some you know organic uh, pasture chicken or some grass-fed steak etc um, later on okay, in the okay. all
1: right What's well, good um we got about a little less than a minute uh under a minute left uh Give out your information and let us know um, what you got coming up, any events or um, your website and anything you want to let our audience know.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, so my, web, my email address, and I, I'm available for consultations. Um, I do do health consultations. My email address is dr.curtisduncan at gmail.com. That's dr.curtisduncan.com. C a n at gmail dot com, uh, and you can reach me directly. Email me there. My website is is d r c u r t i s d u n c a n. That's Doctor Curtis Duncan. I'm not a real doctor. I'm just just a nickname. Is Doctor Curtis Duncan dot com? D r c u r t i s d u n c a n dot com. Again, like the email address is d r period c u r t i s d u n c a n at gmail dot com. Um, you know, you can check me on my website and also email me for more information. I'm working on a book right now, you know, um talking about how healthy food is killing you. which is again talk about some of the same information we talked about on this radio show. And um, I' uh, you know I'm possibly working on a lecture here in the summertime, another um, a deck by medicine conference, maybe in Atlanta around the summer. Um, but yeah, I'm always available for lectures and for consultations. and I'm, at, like I said, I'm working on that book, um Death by Health Food.
1: All right, awesome. We've had another great show on Healing Treasures of Wisdom, and we will see you guys next week for another episode of Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Thank you very much, Curtis, and you have a great rest of your evening.
2: Thank you so much, Dan, for having me on. It's been an honor and a pleasure.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening this week to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Please join your host, Daniel Solomon, again next Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.